0: The fan femme feed the femme feed The femme feed, the femme, femme, feed, the femme feed, I get your life. Girl, my sister from another mister and another woman's womb.
1: (laughs) Natasha Davis, what's up? What's up? Hello, queen. Natasha D. here. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) So, we're going to jump right on in. Who are you and what do you do? Well, I'm Natasha Davis. I currently work in the field of market research. Get girl. Um, Yes, I have (laughs) an undergraduate degree in applied mathematics, so I'm just number crunching these days. Come on, girl. And um, I'm working on my MBA in entrepreneurship because my goal is to form a business business and the medical marijuana space nice so I'm looking to branch into that area
0: Mm, exciting stuff exciting stuff okay this is something gonna be a tradition that I do with all my guests hopefully if I remember but we're gonna both answer this question okay how did we meet
1: how did we first meet, and what was our original thought about each other? Okay. <laughs> I remember first meeting you in Terpsy's. For those of you who are new and not too familiar with what that is, it's mm-hmm. a it's a dance group. Mm-hmm. It's a, the I would say, club. yes, it's a dance club in, in a high school that we went to. Mm-hmm. It's Tina Couch, generations have come through this dance mm-hmm. program. So it really has a stakehold in the community absolutely. for young black women to get together through the love of dance. Yes, absolutely. And it's still running, even though... They're trying to take it down, but it can't be taken down. No. It's a legacy. No, exactly. <laughs> so that's how we met. Yeah. My freshman year, I joined. I think you were a senior. Mm-hmm. Actually, we did flag twirling before. Yes, that's right. We flag did. flag twirling was before twirling. Right. I it mean, was like a different turkeys. season. Uh-huh. Right. But I was a short flag. You was a tall flag. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we didn't really... Communicate too much then, right. because we was kind of like in different, two different groups. groups. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Terpsies was when we officially, like, started to interact. Mm-hmm. And it was the trip that we took. I think we went to Virginia. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Every year, Miller mm-hmm. takes yep. everybody on the trip yeah. down south. Yeah. Little tour. We go on a little tour. Little jitney tour. Right. Little <laughs> <laughs> jitney tour. <laughs> yeah. Go on a little circuit. Right. yeah, You know I mean, they got rounds. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Straight up, so that's where I met you. And um, yeah. at that time, I was like kind of like siloed, kind of in my own little group because it's very clicky. Very, very, very clicky. Mm-hmm. And I just was not in any click. Was mm-hmm. like, yeah, no, wasn't. I wasn't <laughs> invited, really. were <laughs> so Like they don't like me, but you were
0: very confident and cool by yourself too. Yeah, because you on, know my mother. Yeah.
1: My mother's thing that she always used to tell me growing up, they talked about Jesus Christ and He was better than you. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. like dead ass it's I like love at that seven hashtag. years old this is what she's telling me like I love so that. you know in high school that's like kind of like my mantra almost it's like all right well wow. if you're not fucking with me whatever i love that jesus was better than me and he still was rocking you know he was I'm still a, preaching his that
0: gospel. There. This is right that,
1: that's food for thought right there. straight up <laughs> like that made so much sense to me you know so mm-hmm. yeah so my first thought to you um Oh, you just a pleasure to be around. Oh, like thanks, you, Santana. like you. First of all, you are naturally high off of life. Like mm-hmm. you are high off life. Uh-huh. You enjoy life. You, and that's the type of people I like to surround myself with. Aww. So it was like we were like a matchman in heaven. We we really hit yes, it off. It was cool did. from me and then we connected later on. In but life, yes, exactly.
0: Well, for me, thank you. That was beautiful. For me. I would have to say it was obviously through ter- twirling and terpsies. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a twirling captain, but I was tall flag. You were short flag, but I seen you and I saw your energy. But I remember seeing you on stage at terpsies, and they're like that little one, the little light skinned girl. She's good, and you know that she. They were even saying you taught at your home studio,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, which I ended up teaching at later on in life, but. And I would look at you, and I'm like, you're just on fire. Like, Aww. a girl on fire. No one could, like, deny your talent. Like, if Aww. it was a jump, you were, like, five feet up in the air yeah. and you you would get there somehow. She's Barely like, five feet. Right? Barely five feet by my kneecap. But right. she's beautiful. I'm telling you the ladies that I have lined up for this podcast all of them are mm-hmm. gorgeous and you are definitely one of oh, them. Oh thank you Allison. When you guys see her handle you will understand what I mean but unfortunately hey. she's got a man's at home. Uh, shot has
1: got a man, man at home. <laughs> Alice okay. okay. so. is good for 90s right.
0: Girl, I love the 90s. I'm sorry for y'all out there that don't know. I'm going to be making a lot of 90s references, even yes. though I'm 19 in the game. So <laughs> I've been rocking with that 19 for so long. But anyway, Girl. I digress. <laughs> but, so um, I remember seeing you, and I'm just like, she's just so amazing. And on top of that, usually you'll see the stereotypical light-skinned girl that's pretty and could dance her ass off, she's got a chip on her shoulder. She stank and got a nasty attitude. You were so humble. It was just such a breath of fresh air, and it just made me want to know more of you. You know what I mean? Like, you were approachable. I was like, oh, she's so sweet. She's dope. Like, you know, she's not scary or she's Mm -hmm. not thinking she's all that she's she human too right. <laughs> right so i remember that thought of you which was great all right we're going to segue into our next question and i'm obviously asking you this because you've acquired the knowledge and from experience but what are the powers of cannabis can you educate us on that yeah,
1: um, so I'll preface that with saying I'm not a, a, a doctor or mm-hmm. expert, but I have done research because um, I've been using cannabis since I was 14. Okay. And when I started, it was like a very recreational thing. Mm-hmm. Social. Yeah, social, you know, the cool kids was doing it, you mm-hmm. know, I was, I was rebellious. hmm so I was we doing it, now. yeah, you mm-hmm. know. And then it was something that I remember I went through a bout of depression mm-hmm. in high school because I was having trouble with a lot of my peers, okay. you know. And for me, I kind of like went into I'm I'm a Cancer and our sign is a crab, mm-hmm. so like a crab when it's in danger, it retreats to its shell. Right. So that's kind of what I was doing, and I found that cannabis was almost like my. My what they like liquid courage is what Ooh, they say about nice. alcohol. Yeah, like yeah. that's kind of what cannabis kind of helped me with. It gave mm-hmm. me the courage and gave me that confidence to kind of get out of my head right. and just really tap into what I like and about me and what I want out of life. Mm-hmm. You know. So now that I'm older and I'm pursuing it as a as a venture, I'm starting to dig deeper into it because I don't want my brand to be just let's get high. Right. You know, I don't want it to be that. I want it to be a brand of integrity. I want it to be a brand that can help people, Mm -hmm. but also where people can have fun with it, too, if that's the angle they want to approach it from. So... Through my research, I've learned that, first of all, our our entire body is wired with the endocannabinoid system. Come on now with these words. Yeah, it's an endocannabinoid (laughs) system from your head to your toes. Mm -hmm. And that's why when you smoke it or you ingest it, you're able to get a feeling from it. Mm. Because your body is already wired to take in... The the material, taking the plant materials, the terpenes and taking the cannabinoids, you know, that's how it travels through the bloodstream. So Mm -hmm. through certain research has shown that it can cure cancer. I've heard of that. Um, In fact, I know some people that use it to treat pain, you know, when you're going through chemo and radiation, you lose senses in your nerves, you know, in different parts of your body. You have pain throughout your body and the doctor's gonna give you all the all these do opioids? They're gonna give you the oxys and the Xanax and all these different things to treat the pain, but on that's that's gonna turn you into an addict. Right. It's no good for you. You mm-hmm. know, some of those pills make you a zombie. So yeah, cannabis is more like a a whole a a more natural alternative. Okay. Nice. Um. So yeah, I mean. It treats PTSD, it wow. treats um, chronic pain, um, anxiety, seizures, oh, wow. um, cerebral palsy, muscular dystrophy. I mean, the list goes on wow. and on and on. I mean, I've even researched a strain that can deal with um, like curving your appetite. Wow. Like an appetite suppressant, mm-hmm. so I mean it could even like they say yeah you can you get the munchies but there's right. also some strains where if you smoke it you won't have the munchies. Wow. So. So there's different levels. Different strains mm-hmm. and each strain treats different ailments or it has different properties to it. Nice. Yeah. Wow, so,
0: that's awesome. I I've learned so much with just that statement <laughs> alone. I'm like wow. I knew about. It's um benefits in terms of cancer with the mm-hmm. pain especially and also glaucoma. Yeah. I know they give that to patients suffering from that with the um sight loss and the pain with that. But I had no idea that it went as far as to all those those ailments and those illnesses.
1: Wow, that's Yeah. That's pretty dope. even in the NFL there um there's a couple of athletes, former mm-hmm. athletes that are they have their own group like a med- like a medical marijuana group to treat those with um what's the brain um, um the, the concussions? Yes, the concussions. Ooh. Helping wow. with that. It was some with the one where the, the one Football player had committed suicide because of the damage that was done to his brain from the concussions. Wow. I'm the the word is I'm drawing a blank on the word right now, y'all. My bad, <laughs> my bad. But go- that's what Google's for, right? Exactly, on Google-, Google. Check it out. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, it, it really does cover a full spectrum, right? Ah, uh, CTE. That's what it's called. Okay. It's um, I'm looking it up right now so I could tell you exactly what it means. Chronic Traumatic Encephalopathy. Mm -hmm. So it says it's a degenerative brain disease found in athletes, military veterans, and others with a history of repetitive brain trauma. Mm. So essentially the football players that keep getting hit in the head with in getting these concussions right. it's causing a trauma to their brain okay. and that's what's causing them to commit suicide or feel like they're oh, hearing things or you know you. their their head is hurting right. because they have this CTE
0: what would you say in regards to and I know we've talked about this off air prior about the history of canna- cannabis
1: use hmm that's a really good question because i don't think a lot of people realize why or how it came to this Mm -hmm. path of being illegal so right now cannabis is classified as a level one um narcotic Mm -hmm. it's on the same level as cocaine lsd heroin wow all these hard drugs and the only reason that it made it that high up on the list is really to keep people of color down. Poor people and people oh, of color down. Wow. So the history of it, when Christopher Columbus came over on his ship, the sails were made of hemp. Mm-hmm. A lot of the things that they that they made on the ship came from the plant, the hemp plant. Wow. And when it came to America... They didn't know how to work the land. And that was pretty much even when it came to agriculture. They pretty much bamboozled mm-hmm. the Native Americans and they shown them how to work the land. And then they mm-hmm. killed them off, you know. Right. So hemp was one of the things that they were trying to learn how to grow in the mm-hmm. States. And they had they didn't have much luck. And the Mexicans, when they came over, they brought their hemp plant. And the the people, the co- colonists mm-hmm. at the time didn't they didn't want the Mexicans to have this this hemp plant. Wow. So then they started making it illegal mm-hmm. so that they couldn't mm-hmm. bring it over. And then when the Indians came across the west coast, the Punjabis, mm-hmm. they brought their hemp plant. And same mm-hmm. thing there, shut them out. So now we fast forward to modern time, mm-hmm. and the prison system, make so much money off of arresting folks for the use of marijuana. Mm-hmm. And when you think about our people, our black and brown people, a lot of us, So a lot of the young men mm-hmm. support their families on selling this cannabis. Right. And, you know, not saying that it's right or saying that it's wrong, right. I'm not going to go down that route, but one thing I will say is that the punishment for that crime can sometimes be a lot m- harsher than, Co- let's say, a white-collar dude who gets mm-hmm. caught with cocaine. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Or get caught slinging a, a different right. type of drug. The other thing about cannabis is that it takes 30 days to leave your system. Mm-hmm. A lot of jobs drug test you, so you if you are a cannabis user, you are at fault. You know, Mm -hmm. because you have this in your system. Let's say you're treating it for pain or what have you. Now you are at fault for it. You know, where cocaine, heroin, a lot of these other drugs leave your system in 24, 48 hours. Right. So there's definitely an imbalance against it and against people, rather. And how they incarcerate and and hold people down with Mm -hmm. this Mm plan. Systematically. It's it's crazy. You know, when you think about now the road to legalization, a lot of lobbyists in the pharmaceutical industry don't want it to be legal. Because Mm -hmm. now that means instead of you getting a Xanax and a Oxy and a this and a that, you're just going to get a prescription for some marijuana. Right. And you smoke it, you can ingest it by oil, Mm -hmm. you can rub it like a topical, Mm -hmm. you can eat it. You know, there's all these different ways that you can take it, and it will take you off of those expensive, unnecessary pharmaceuticals. Mm -hmm. The prison industry, again, they want to continue to lock us up. And the crazy thing, anybody who's listening and really interested in getting into it, they will not allow you to get in in the industry if you have... A, like a marijuana crime like a crime well, yeah but
0: does, that's like an oxymoron isn't it because if you're obviously trying to get into the business you have some experience in it so why would they,
1: right but then when you think again about the people who's getting locked up for it mm-hmm. it's black and brown people Absolutely. so again and I think that's one of the things that attracts me to it, uh, yes, I'm a I'm a weed smoker. I'm a I'm an advocate for it. Mm-hmm. I'm a daily user, mm-hmm. but I feel like this is an opportunity for me to get some skin in the game for my people.
0: Come on, y'all.
1: This is an industry that's starting from the ground level mm-hmm. right now because it's not federally regulated. A lot of the big corporations mm-hmm. are scared to get their hands in it because mm-hmm. at any moment the Fed could take their money and say it's drug money. Right. So. Right now is a great opportunity for little people like myself mm-hmm. and others there's a whole underground network yeah. of of people really trying to get into the industry. Right. Now is the time to do it because you can work your brand, mm-hmm. work your niche get your network right Mm -hmm. and then when the veil gets unlifted you're ready to go exactly and it's an opportunity for you to now bring your people up so that's one of the things I want to do I want to come back into the schools and teach kids about the plant cycle and understanding the medical properties and understanding a business like Mm -hmm. how do you bring your concept from an idea into an actual thing you know yeah those are the things I think that our kids need to be to bring us up as a as a culture as a group of people
0: I, I totally agree I saw something on Netflix a few years ago it was this couple they were a white couple and they were Getting into the marijuana business, mm-hmm. um, they moved somewhere where it was not regulated there. It was, like, free of, of all restrictions. So basically, a lot of people go to that area right, to yeah. purchase in bulk or whatever. And they had, like, a really awesome documentary on Netflix I will try to find out what that documentary is and then I'll just put that on my social media handles mm-hmm. uh, which is obviously the Fem Feed Pod Femme Feed Podcast on IG and the Femme Feed Podcast on Facebook so check that out I'll definitely post that once I retrieve that information but Thank you. That was awesome. You really educated me and I'm sure a lot of my listeners as well.
1: It's fascinating. Yeah, I encourage like if any of y'all interested, there's a really good book called The Cannabis Manifesto. Mm -hmm. That's the first book I picked up on my venture, like understanding the plant and what it does. Mm -hmm. And it's written by a gentleman who started Oaksterdam, which is the first university in cultivating marijuana out in oakland okay that might have been where he's yeah he's out in oakland california does a lot for the community gives back to a lot of the local folks and he takes the reader on a journey of his experience with as a young man Mm -hmm. and then now him as an adult trying to bring it to you know bring it to the people wow yeah so cannabis manifesto check it out it's a really it's a quick read Mm -hmm. but it's it's a good read wow
0: yeah definitely that's something i'll be reading because i want to educate myself on all of this that is happening as well all right we're going to jump into the next question tell us about friendship throughout your life how was that for you through adolescence to adulthood
1: Friendship is... That's a tricky one for me because I think I have a lot of people come and go mm-hmm. in my life and I think earlier on in my life it was very easy for me to just shut a person out. Just cut you up, boom, bam. You hurt me. Snip. Yeah, you, you, you put a dagger in my back like mm-hmm. I see you for who you are. I can't even like fake the funk with you. Right. And as you get older your circle of friends become smaller and smaller. And one day you wake up and you're like, whoa, like, I have no friends. Or, wow. you know, like, or, you know, my friends are just, like, my family uh-huh. or my boyfriend. But, like, no girlfriends, right. you know? The sisterhood. The right. The So for me, I that was a point of inflection for me because right. I had to really think, like, damn, like, why am I just cutting people off Mm -hmm. and I had to really think about like you know as I come in to interact with more people and start to develop relationships and let's say it comes to a point where it's about to cut off Mm -hmm. I have to think to myself is this someone that I want in my life for the long term right is this a relationship that I don't want to let go. Mm -hmm. Because there are those relationships. There are some people, we're human. You know what I'm saying? We fuck up. We're human. Mm -hmm. And it would be wrong of us to cast judgment on someone when they've made a mistake. Right. You know? But there's also some snakes out there, or okay? In the grass. Yeah, okay. you know what I'm saying? So that's where you really got to, you know, do some soul searching and really think about, like, is this Discernment. Pers- Hell yeah. Discernment
0: like a mother. You yeah. You have to
1: really hone in on
0: that spirit of discernment. Yes. Or you'll be out here looking like a buffoon. It is so real. It is. And I always find, like, you, you and I connect, mm-hmm. I feel on a... a personal level obviously but also on a spiritual and soul level and people that I usually connect with on that that level are empaths there's something about them they have that special light
1: yeah able
0: to put themselves in other people's shoes in a very unique way where it's Edifying for them, like mm-hmm. they completely take in your story. Yeah, so it's a different type of fiber of person and being that the people that I am totally on the same level with, like yourself, that we have. Yeah, and it's a beautiful thing, but it's also a dangerous thing. because yes. those predators they see that light, yep, and they want to eat you, yes, yeah, devour. Yeah, okay, and that's something I had to learn. Very recently, I'm grown in the game, and I was out here uninformed, Mm -hmm. ill-prepared, okay? And just scallywagging through life, thinking everybody has a heart and everybody has good intentions. And they really don't. Nope. Out here like a scallywag. You
1: know? (laughs) ball Ball head, scallywag. Ain't got no hurt in (laughs) the (laughs) bag. (laughs)
0: I was in a galley wagon, so with my tail out. But, but I had to learn, obviously, through experiences mm-hmm. that I was setting myself up for failure yeah. because a person with the light that I possess, that you possess, that people that I know possess, it has to be protected. Yes. And that spirit of discernment has to be on check. Mm-hmm. This is in relationships. This is in friendships. This is even with family because yeah. they will come in. Mm-hmm. And they will take the best parts of you. Yep. And you'll be left bald headed, confused, and alone. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. Straight.
1: Straight up. Mm-hmm. Yes. So. Yeah, and I think that's the thing. Like, I'm. I'm very. If I fuck with you, I fuck with you. Mm-hmm. I'm a very loyal. Through, through. Yeah. Yes, I'm same. a very loyal person. Same. You know what I'm saying? So I think as my friendships have evolved, I've allowed friends to kind of you know just drop me mm-hmm. or just for whatever whatever reason right. it is but you know I gotta go back to like a teaching from my mom like my mother always is just just like kill them with kindness mm. that's all you can do and right. you know through and through, I just pick my head up and I just keep pushing. And now, as an adult, I do take the time to nurture the relationships that I want to hold on to. Mm -hmm. Like, you and I. I will, you know, we don't talk every day. Right. We don't kick it every Mm -hmm. day. We don't, you know what I'm saying? But Mm -hmm. when we come together... It's like, no time. Right. We come together and we vibe, (laughs) like, for hours. Yes. So, those are the type of relationships I hold near and dear to my heart. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because, like you said, when you do possess a certain light, you just can't let anybody get a hold of that light because yeah. they, yeah, they're gonna diminish it. Right. Mm-hmm. They're gonna try to put your light out with their dark cloud. Exactly. You know, and and you're gonna
0: start feeling like there's something wrong with you. you. So you have to dump yes. down. Yes. You have to dim that light because they're obviously uncomfortable. And we could feel vibes. I can feel when someone doesn't like me. And before, my people-pleasing mentality, I wanted to make people like Mm -hmm. me. So that was always my journey, you know? Yeah. And now it's more so like, okay, I'm taking this sign from my body from my womb, from my stomach yep. that's telling me this is not good for me. Right. This person is not good for yep. me. It's time to exit to the left.
1: Yep, mm-hmm. And no harsh feelings and right. no you know that like in some relationships with a dude you know I'm gonna give you the benefit of the doubt because mm-hmm. I feel like our brother's get slighted. Come on. Now. You know, and I I think I come from a single parent home mm-hmm. and there's nothing wrong with a single parent home, but I do feel that children lose out on mm-hmm. seeing what a healthy relationship is. Mm-hmm. So when they get in these relationships, they don't know what the hell. No, they don't know they how to don't. communicate, they, they don't know how to show love, no. they don't know how to receive love they because don't. you have not witnessed it. You have not witnessed a healthy relationship. Nope coming from a single parent you know what i mean right so i understand that so when i meet men black men that's what i like today Yeah, yeah you know black men in particular i love my black brother strong brother there is no one above you i want you to know that I'm here for, for you, forever true. Yes. yes, 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 for real. <laughs> that I've, was a song. Yeah, that I, was I, a song. I have a toe in a Latino. <laughs> yeah, okay, but you know, right? I give brothers the benefit of the doubt so mm-hmm. I'm not gonna push you as hard I don't, I've never been one to ask guys to buy me stuff, my mother always mm-hmm. like you don't need a dude for nothing no, no right. dude need to be buying nothing so, <laughs> like, you know thank you but no thank you Right, no. right. <laughs> so that's kind of the mentality I had and then mm-hmm. I felt like a lot of dudes took advantage of it right. and then they're playing me out in these streets mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying and then on top of that trying to, I've been in a verbally abusive relationship mm-hmm. but mentally abusive. Where it's like Mm, the things that you say, yeah, it really forced me to like second guess myself and make me think I'm going cuckoo. Mm -hmm. But I say all that to say, I'm not no fool either. And after a certain amount of time, if things are not progressing and things are not getting the way they need to be, I'm out girl straight up pack the bags and out that's right deuces yeah so that's kind of how i how i live life i value relationships Mm -hmm. i want to nurture them and hold on to them but if it ain't for me then it ain't for me true and i could walk away from it
0: absolutely no i love that i also feel like in terms of black men in particular they have gotten the short end of the stick and mm-hmm. the um, absentee fatherhood. Yep. And, you know, even in some cases, some rare cases, sometimes the mothers are not yeah. there. Yep. You know, like, I've heard a story before where the mom just left the kid with the father. Like, you you of right. run around them streets here. Here, you have your child and you raise them. So I know that that is something that happens mm-hmm. is a reality for some people. Um, but I also feel like accountability is important because mm-hmm. there's just a lot of coddling. Yes. Like, even when we see them, and it goes back to slavery, we had to keep our men alive, our yeah. young boys, because we saw what they did to our men, yep. you know? witnessing the castrations witnessing the deaths and the mutilations and and then having to look at your own flesh and blood mm-hmm. that you're caring for you're taken as a mental note mm-hmm. all right mm-hmm. we're reevaluate. re-evaluate we're gonna adapt to this yep. so that you can survive and in modern times currently same thing. We're going to adapt to this so that you don't get killed out in these streets by these cops, and right. you get to come home. Right. So even with two family family homes
1: or single moms, they're coddling the mm-hmm. black boys. Mm-hmm. My mother always says, "We raise our girls and ruin our boys." Mm. Mm, come on mama has don't she come, she has the notes she okay? does. We have, on podcast, <laughs> right? And
0: mama you know what i am going to reach <laughs> out okay because mama we need you on this yeah but absolutely so and what we end up subconsciously even with that note mm-hmm. growing up with a strong woman and your mother You were still out here, as as myself, Mm -hmm. too, Mm -hmm. giving these men the opportunity to use our kindness for weakness because they manipulate. They know once they do that, they're able to get away with this. Not saying all men, but... Obviously, these are the men that are stuck in this boy mentality that we've obviously helped perpetuate. Exactly.
1: And, you know, kind of along that same line, I felt like I was no better because I would let a dude treat me a certain kind of way or, you know, not do for me and it be okay. And Mm. it was through therapy that I realized... I was not verbalizing my expectations.
0: Mm, Speak on it, sister.
1: You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, I wasn't saying what I needed to be fulfilled in the relationship Mm -hmm. or to be satisfied or to be happy. I always let my partner make sure my partner was Mm -hmm. good and just thought, oh, whatever about me. But after a year of something like that mm-hmm. or two years and you not getting it reciprocated, right. it starts to wear on you. Yep. And it's the the light starts to shine yep. like, what the hell am I doing? Like I'm putting all of this mm-hmm. into this person and I'm not getting no nothing back in return. Yep. So with my Recent relationship, I Mm -hmm. I took a different approach with him. Mm -hmm. And I was very upfront about my expectations, what I want of a partner, Mm -hmm. what I want out of a relationship in Mm -hmm. terms of the person that I build with. I don't have any kids, so, you know... I dated a man with a kid, and I realized that it just don't work yeah. because I have a certain ways, certain things that I believe, and okay. certain things that I would want to teach my child, mm-hmm. and to be a witness to the destruction of a child through wow. this co-parenting mm-hmm. thing. Oh, it's just hard. it's hard, believe me. And then you can't say nothing. Mm-hmm. You, you know, got to know your place
0: because yeah. it's not your
1: child. It's Right, and right. you also want to support your man. Right, right. I've gone through that, too. And you know. want to be supportive to the baby mama, too. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, Absolutely. as a person, you know, I always was like, you know, I don't want to get in between you two. I think right. we should all sit down as adults. We are all a... Uh, a idol or not an idol but you know a figure in this mm-hmm. child's life and I want to make sure that we're all on the same page right. and I'm the only one wanting to have this conversation because exactly. baby daddy and baby mama's life. They're, they're on a different level. The yeah, same thing
0: with you know with my husband it was like they were speaking a totally different language, language and yep. I was speaking reality and I'm just like but the child you know and prior to him I was dealing with somebody else too and there was discourse within their relationship between mm-hmm. their their child's other, you know, half. Right. And I'm just like, this is destruction. Yeah. And I can't willingly participate no. in this. So you have to fix this. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, this is a woman that is caring for your child. Yes. And that needs to be honored. Yes. Regardless. Yep. Especially if you're not able to be there for whatever reason, mm-hmm. personal choice, distance, or you just can't get it together, you know, Yeah. whatever. You need to honor the fact that somebody is doing this solid for you Yeah. because they don't have to. Nope. And even for my own self, in my own shoes, you know, my mom basically raised us, me and my mm-hmm. older brother, and my father wasn't really around. Yeah. And he always says that too, like he's happy, you know, he had us with a strong woman and she was able to do that. And it's all well and good and it, it, he means it in the best way, but it's right. definitely a hard experience. So you have to be compassionate
1: mm, as mm. a
0: man to what that experience is all about. Yep. So I, I honor you for even having that mentality when you were dealing with the particular men you were dealing with that had yeah. the children, because it's what we need to do as women. Yes. to support you each know, other. Of
1: course. Like mm-hmm. I said, I grew up in a single parent home and- you know, I know it's not easy, mm-hmm. and I know if things don't work out with the person you made a child with, life moves, goes on. You right. need companionship. Mm-hmm. I get it, but I, I also believe that children are like sponges, and they're mm. very impressionable. And Girl. even though you don't think that they know what's going on, they know. They know. They know. You know. And I, like I said, I don't have no kids, mm-hmm. but I've worked with kids for a very on, long time. Both. We know. We know what it. Looks I got like, like fifteen 10. plus years in the game, working with special needs kids Girl. to regular kids, the full spectrum, Girl. and you can see it. You can see it. You, you can, can yeah. See it. Yeah.
0: Even for myself as a the testament which you can say too mm-hmm. we were children at 1.2 mm-hmm. we know the effects yep. of what that does yep. you know yeah I read years ago um hold on to your kid or mm. no hold on to your children powerful book if you're planning on having children even if you don't have kids and you just want to figure out what the hell happened with you mm. you know <laughs> like that's what right? my reading was about um it's, it's a great research book. It just shows you about the orientation of a child's mind. Mm. And in today's age, most children, unfortunately, like myself, I was peer-oriented. Mm-hmm. There wasn't really much sense of family in my scope and lens and frame of mind of right. what my life was at the time when I was young because I was too focused on pleasing people outside of my family and fitting in. Right. And and also just trying to assimilate to a culture that was very different from when I stepped into the doors of my home.
1: Right. So, like,
0: for me, it was a whole bunch of psychological things I was dealing with and battling within myself, and mm-hmm. I didn't really have a guide, a mentor, an adult to talk me through it, because I didn't let my parents in, because I just... Right automatically felt I mean like come on. Is. With right. parents, like you're like, come on, my I mom know. doesn't know anything. Exactly. She doesn't, right. doesn't know. I'm At like, that age, you, know, you, you right. they're the
1: last people you exactly. would think of. And those should be the first people, exactly. right? Especially if, if you
0: you've never had that tight relationship from the gate, from when you were very young. Right. You know what I mean? You kind of just orient yourself to what you're mostly around. Yep. And that was my friends, my peers and socialization of the school system Yep, and that messed me up yeah I was out here in these streets with my slip showing (laughs) (laughs) so like I I was not okay so that book basically talked about how kids are like that and I identified immediately to it and I was like this was me and they talked about you know um eradicating it and reversing it and all that stuff and i'm like this is why god willing when it's my time to have a child i really would want to homeschool i was thinking the same
1: thing these
0: streets are so real just for a certain amount of time yes I i do think socialization is important and being able to socialize Especially in high school years. But I need my child to know who the hell they are Mm -hmm. first. Got to give them that foundation. Come on now. Before someone goes out there and tells them who they are. Because that happened to me. People were telling me who I was. And I was battling with it. Because it was something that... I could not identify with because I knew in my soul of souls that something was wrong. Yeah. I didn't know how to articulate it because no one really taught me. It's just a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah. I will start to peel out as this podcast starts to develop with other people. But, girl, homeschooling is something I'm very much an advocate of Mm -hmm. in this day and age.
1: Yeah. Um, I could see.
0: Yeah. I've contemplated it as well. Absolutely. And, you know, even with the adults, the way I was dealt with with adults. Mm Mm-hmm they tossed me to the side and put me in boxes so like there was no rearing of any sort from anyone and my my family my mom is depending on these people to help me through life yeah and you're you're sending your child out with wolves yeah you know and they come out thank god I came out on the other end I'm not like you know a a terrible person no absolutely not no way so but it could have very well been
1: that hell yeah you know
0: like I was out there with walls
1: and you know it's funny you mentioned that because like as I think about again children and Mm -hmm. about how we internalize things and get to where we are as an adult Mm -hmm. it always comes back to your foundation right and I have to like Think my grandfather because my grandfather was extremely pro-black. Mm. Like black pants are pro-black, and mm. my grandfather is extremely high yellow. <laughs> they, that, call that, me that, yellow. yeah, yeah. Yellow. <laughs> that but growing up, you know, he he was very very. F- set on telling us about where we came from Mm, and to be proud of us coming from kings and queens and you know talking to us about Nefertiti and you know all the all the different all the greats and yeah and I think I mentioned to you and before that you know he used to give us book projects we had these little these little African booklets like it would talk about Thurgood Marshall and all these like all the greats and we would have to write a book report in the summertime he was now playing? No. We celebrate Kwanzaa. I got (laughs) my Kanara out. Come on. Shout out to my Kwanzaa folks, y'all. Harambe. Okay. (laughs) 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 Yes. And, you know, I have to in retrospect, because I feel like, you know, God gives you these these nuggets of -hmm. of knowledge along your journey and it all adds to the person you are yes absolutely and when I think back to like me coming up in school and being bullied and having to prove my blackness Mm. it was like what people said how they treated me right it never really penetrated me because my grandfather had made me feel so proud about mm-hmm. who I am as a black person and right. where we come from. And he used to always say, and I think he knew because he got it too as a kid. Like right. people are going to ask you if you're black and you tell, you look them in the face and you tell them you black, ain't na- ain't nothing else in you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like now that I'm an adult, you know, I realize that I'm part British through oh. another part of my, right. story. Just, I yeah, just got have my bottle. By- father for the first time so that kind of fucks me up a little bit in the head that part but you know had your pilgrimage to
0: Bermuda yes Yes. I
1: went there to try to find him and it ended up finding him in England so I'm part British and now you know having this this background of you're black you're Mm -hmm. black you're black and then to meet my British side it's like Crazy, it's crazy. Like, I don't mean to offend no no white listeners, but my grandfather used to call them Caucasoids. And, like, (laughs) your grandfather wasn't playing. Yo, he, yo, let me tell you, we wasn't allowed to have white baby dolls in the house. Are you serious? Straight up. So, my sister's dad sent her this little white doll that crawled, Mm. little white baby doll. He took a black magic marker and colored that doll from head to Two toes. <laughs> like he black faced her <laughs> coloured that doll so much our hands was black from playing with oh, the doll. No. Well, he was not playing. No, because he knew that shit that messes it does. up your head. It does. You know, if you ever anybody who studies psychology, you see the video where they sit the kid down and they mm-hmm. show you the black doll and they show you the white doll mm-hmm. and they tell you which one's more beautiful, right. which one is prettier, which one you wanna be like, and mm-hmm. they all point to the white doll. Right. And my grandfather just wasn't having that. He yeah. wasn't gonna have his kid, his grandkids growing up in this country not understanding the plight that our people have Come been through now, and not understanding that in this society you have to work triple as hard to mm-hmm. be on an even playing field and to exactly. have opportunity Exactly. and you can have opportunity you just gotta be about it mm-hmm. and get it Right. and not let these people make you feel inferior mm-hmm. because your skin color or because the texture of your hair or because right. of the way you talk or the way you're shaped that's mm-hmm. the Thing I'm mm-hmm. facing now as a as an older woman, I'm I'm, I'm getting <laughs> a little she got hips, <laughs> y'all. Yeah, I'm getting a little booty. Get a little shapely. You know what <laughs> I'm saying? And it's like you you still have to hold your head up, and you still have to be confident about who you are. Come on, now. and not let them tear you down. Come on, because that's now. the only way you're gonna rise above and mm-hmm. go forward.
0: You know. Now I have definitely some biracial students, and. Associates and even friends, uh-huh. like friends, even my girl Tegla which will be on. She's amazing. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Hey. <laughs> uh, what would you say to like her kids? What would you say to bir- biracial kids in terms of advice? Living, mm. obviously, in a teenage experience. If we're talking about them in particular, or just anybody where you know you have your black people there you have your jewish people you have your indian people you have your Asian people, you have like this melting pot or I like to call salad because mm. melting is fused. Right, 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 right. Salad, salad, the mixed salad, yeah. we all coincide, but we're not intermingled. Yes, okay. I like that. I'm going have Do to use like that. That. Yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As I like to I'm a Mediterranean. Salad. Yeah, yeah, little yeah okay, toss, okay. okay, Little, toss, 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 little, little
1: toss. chef salad. Right, little chef salad. <laughs> so,
0: what would you say to them, like, on that journey of, like, not being enough of this, not being enough of that? Or why don't you look like your mom? Why don't you look totally like your dad? What's You know, all this stuff. Why don't you look like your sisters? Blah, 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 oh, blah, blah. Oh, yes.
1: I would just say... And uh, that's, that's a good question. Mm-hmm. Because I'm thinking, I'm reflecting on, like, what I focused on. Mm-hmm. And I always just treated people with love. Come on now. Because we are all God's children. And I'm not, like, a super religious person. I don't Mm -hmm. go to church every Sunday. I'm... Mm -hmm very novice at the bible like, I, have a, I have a hard time turning to the scripture in church the few times i go oh my like, god that struggle thank god for the app because you can on. just do a search mm, that yes. struggle,
0: that'd be that'd be bringing people not to the cross because you'd be feeling like you're slow or something everybody be getting that page so quickly and you're just still there like girl there's I'm been so slumming. many times i've like faked it where people will be next to me and they know I'm not on
1: the page, <laughs> but I'm just like, yo, I can't find, find it. <laughs> That's me. But I will say I have a, a faith in God mm-hmm. and I believe that we're all brothers and sisters. Mm-hmm. Going back to my teaching, we all came from Africa. Everybody, mm-hmm. everybody. So that means mm-hmm. we're all related. Mm-hmm. We all we're all kin, folks. Yes. And even though when you look at me, you have some sort of hatred towards my high yellow, quote unquote, pretty hair, which I hate that. But, yeah, that's that's another podcast. Yeah. You know, (laughs) you know, and you question, you know, am I black? Am I Spanish? Am Mm -hmm. I white? Am I this? You know I just say to those people in that boat to just treat people with kindness mm-hmm. and love, open arms and you can't be mad at people for their ignorance yes all you can do is educate mm-hmm. and then if they ain't getting it then move the hell on from right. it. you know you got to keep pushing you got to keep thriving yeah and I just say love that's right. love really that heals
0: all things girl It
1: does it heals all things. It really does and don't let them see sweat.
0: That's right. <laughs> never, 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 no, no, no. <laughs> so we're gonna wrap it up with my last question, which I will be asking all of my listeners. Okay. Um, let's jump right into it. What would you tell your 14 year old
1: self? Ooh. Um. Okay, at 14, that's like freshman year of high school. Mm-hmm um ooh well first off I would say that you are going to come across people that are going to be out to hurt you
0: Mm
1: -hmm. and to stay strong
0: yeah
1: you know I did that then but I think I wish I would have had a little bit more yeah, yeah, you know, my mother my mother was so busy working and she's not into the gossip and she's not in, so she didn't entertain stuff mm-hmm. like that. Like, I wasn't gonna bring my mom no drama because my mom would look at me like I'm stupid. Like, what are you even entertaining this nonsense for? Mm-hmm. But as a teenager, that's what you yeah, go through, you know. You wanna know? talk it out and that's just like, I'm, gr- I'm a grown woman, I'll do whatever <laughs> I, I won't. want. Okay. <laughs> Not. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know, especially in a small town like Teaneck, mm-hmm. you know, where everybody know everybody mm-hmm. and it's it's one of those towns. I, I would definitely tell my fourteen year old so stay strong Pick up some study habits, because I felt that I would just, like, get a scholarship to go on to, like, an Ivy League school had I had some better study habits and Mm. apply myself a little bit more. More, yep, absolutely. You know, again, we are where we are for a reason, so I'm not saying... I'm slighted, but that would be a little tip, a little little nugget I'd drop. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I would say stay a virgin. Mm, Yes. I would say stay a virgin. Mm -hmm. Them boys is dirty. You know, they just just suck your soul. They do. And every deposit stays.
0: Yes. Yes. Until you work that out. Yeah. It stays with us as women. Like it's important, especially the younger listeners listening in, it's important to keep your space sacred if you don't feel like this person, and you could be at any age, you know preferably, my advice would be 45, but Ah. you know (laughs) but you could be at any age you know, all things being real in 2017 but keep it sacred Yes. you're feeling things inside you that are telling you, I'm not ready. I'm not sure he's the right person. And right person doesn't mean married or in a relationship. It could just be one experience yes. that you have. But he needs to be right yeah, so that you're not carrying his waste yep throughout your life. And not knowing why you have these issues is because someone put a deposit in you mm-hmm. that you weren't ready to deal with mm-hmm. and you let into your peace and your
1: soul in the yep. box yeah yes, <laughs> you're for world. real your mm-hmm. soul you know what i'm saying like you know again as an older woman it's like sex is a, it's a fun thing but it's also a when the t- souls come together mm-hmm. you know and you know, when you're in high school and you're just young, dumb, and full of cum, mm-hmm. you're just out here humping around. Mm-hmm. Thank yeah, God I ain't, you know, like have that. no baby or anything. Right. You know, no nothing against anyone who is a teen parent. Right. But I imagine that's a lot. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a lot to a big responsibility Absolutely. at a time in your life when you're evolving mm-hmm. into adulthood. Right. I just feel that. I should have waited. Right. Especially now that I'm with a man that I truly care about. Come on now. You know, I understand why people say wait till you get married. Because mm-hmm. in men's heads, they can't, in their mind, they can't deal mm-hmm. with the fact of you having been touched by another person. Oh, yeah. And if you don't got the right man, that breeds insecurity in your man. Come on that now. breeds distrust in your man. You know, Again, this is if you're dealing with a guy who's not really secure in, in who himself. he, yeah, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying. Like, thank God, my dude is like very secure guy. A1. So, A1. yeah, so he's <laughs> he understands. You know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. He doesn't judge me for right. anything in the past. He's looking t- to the future. Right. You know, mm-hmm. but I see why people say wait until yes. you get married. Yes, because you want to give that to your partner. Mm. You want to give somebody your soul right wholeheartedly right you
0: know and be comfortable doing it not yeah. like in a situation where you're just doing it to do it or you've been bamboozled or mm-hmm. tricked to doing it and y- you're like all having a war with your body or not yep. even comfortable you know yep
1: yep so what's your favorite color natasha I Okay, so this is the Bermudian in me cuz I like all colors. If <laughs> you ever been to Bermuda like the houses are like different colors. Oh, it's just I like a rainbow house. Yeah. We need to go. Yes. I'm ready to yes. go with you when. Yeah, you're yeah, late. girl. I'm planning the next trip so. <laughs> oh, yes. Please let me know, girl. Yes. I will be there. So, I like Hold all them. colors, yes, girl. <laughs> but uh if I had to pick Black? Black, yeah. <laughs> it's it goes thing. with everything. It does. <laughs> that girl. I'm actually,
0: I guess I will announce it now. I'm doing a capsule wardrobe oh. for a year starting, at, I guess, the end of this year. I'm going to be wearing just black and white. And it's going to be my journey of discovering emotional, spiritual, self and also just finding out what type of style I want yeah and really being fully secure in it. yeah so the black and white just for me simplifies my journey. yeah and then when I come out to colors I'm gonna be ready to have a definitive style. Yes so I'm doing encapsulated. That is cool. Yeah, yeah. So look out for that. All black and white, y'all. I'm doing a Michael Kors.
1: He's always in black. Is he? <laughs> yeah. Just it like kinda reminds me of Janelle Monet. Oh, Although yes. I feel like she's kinda switched it up recently. She did, she did switch switch it up. But she when she first came out, she was doing the um mm-hmm. like the, the jan- Yeah, like mm-hmm. the janitors. What right. she said, like her mother was a janitor, like oh, a, her parents were like working. Class yes, people, yes, yes. Okay. so she wore this uniform oh, I didn't know to yeah to keep her fine. humble and to remind her nice. of you know the she's work. on the job. Yes, right. There's a job to be done. I'm Come I'm working. Now. Yeah, I love
0: that. I didn't know that that was what it was about. All right, so have you become the woman that you've always wanted to be?
1: That, well, I never had a vision Mm. of the woman I wanted to be. I really haven't. So, I don't know. And I think that's something I kind of grapple with now Mm. that I'm older and it's like... You know the clock's starting to tick mm-hmm. on like you know certain things in life that you want to kind of cross off the do. list right, right. you like, know okay did that did that I Let try me. not to live my life by a timeline right. but the reality is you know mm-hmm. time keeps on slipping <laughs> <and> slipping <Hey. laughs> into, into the, the future <laughs> <laughs> do, 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 do. right so you know I got to got to get it going right but I I I mean Yeah, I guess yes. Mm -hmm. I'm the woman I want to be. Let's just say this. I'm satisfied with where I'm at in life. Mm -hmm. I'm not complacent though. I want more. I'm striving for more. Mm -hmm. But I'll say that where I'm at is in a good place. Mm -hmm. And... I get a little bit frustrated because I'm ready for my dreams to manifest. And I feel like it's just not happening quick Mm -hmm. enough. Like, Mm -hmm. and you know, with the age of social media, like, you know, they shining on social media. It's illusions mostly, but right. Yeah. And that's the thing you got to keep in focus. So I always got to remind myself, respect the process, Mm -hmm. love the process, learn the process. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, I have to just, and that's where I'm at now. I'm just in the middle of my process. I got three more semesters left to get my MBA. Come on, girl. And whoop, whoop. yeah, from there, you know, just gonna execute the plan.
0: Hmm.
1: All right, and lastly, what advice would you give other women? Ah, advice to other women. Um, I would say I feel that as women we get put against each other. Mm. And I would say that to other women, be more receptive, Mm. be more open. I know that we go through a lot and we endure a lot. We carry a lot on us. But we don't necessarily have to show that to the world. You know, we don't have to let that be the blanket that that guards us from our blessings or guides us from opportunity. You know? So I would just say to other women to just be open Mm. and receptive to love.
0: Oh, that's awesome. I love that. (laughs) When you were saying that, all I kept thinking of is... um... Bag lady,
1: you You gonna gonna hurt hurt your back. back. Dragging all them bags like that. Woo! (laughs) Yes! (laughs) Oh,
0: Erica, yes. Erica be no win, okay? That is my soul sister, my yes. soul mother,
1: or whatever. Girl, I'm with you. <laughs> right? I'm with you.
0: Thank you so much for being here, being my first guest in this experience. <laughs> I am overwhelmed with your openness and your kindness and I honor you as a woman oh. as a friend as an intense friend as a working woman as an educated smart working woman oh
1: man Allison thank you
0: amazing businesswoman. I honor you and I thank you for this experience
1: thank you thank oh. you I really I'm humbled oh. by you allowing me to be on your podcast oh, like it means a lot it really does <laughs> so thank you oh, thank thank you, thank
0: you so much this was great and stay tuned for next week's episode but before we say bye can you let us know your handles if you have anything if anybody wants to check you out so or I got even a little send emails or whatever. Yeah,
1: I'm I'm not too into the social media, mm-hmm. but I do have a little handle for my uh, yeah. venture that I'm looking to get into. So it's my advocacy page. Okay. At Green Street Goods on Instagram, nice. Green like the color, mm-hmm. Street like the place, <laughs> Goods. Because it's all good. Come on now. <laughs> Instagram. At Green G G. Yeah. G-S-G.
0: Oh, yes. G-S-G. Yeah. Sorry, let me get
1: my edges together.
0: <laughs> G-S-G. Check mm-hmm. us out. Right. Thank you so thank much. Thank you. For being on this woman's experience. And thank you for listening. Thanks, guys. We are out. Peace. Bye-bye.